Hi, Patriot Pals. Welcome back to the Mel K Show. I'm very excited to have a real warrior here today, somebody who's not scared to speak up and speak out and to support his uh, his community and do what's right by the Constitution and God and country. And I'm very excited to have Nick Cotterano here today uh, to tell us a little bit about his journey and uh, how he's fighting back and how you can fight back, too. So thanks for joining me, Nick. Mel, thanks for having me. I really oh, it's my pleasure. Um, the first time I heard about you was I, too, was in entertainment. I've worked with Disney before in the past. And uh, I saw um, that you were coming out and kind of sticking up for the people at Disney who are now having to get the mandatory jab or lose their jobs. So uh, tell me a little bit about when, uh, how you got involved and uh, what is going on in um, in that that world that you're living in right now because you know looking at it from new york city you can't believe it's really going on but it is going on in our lives every day and it's it's amazing so what uh what have you seen and what are you doing down there so you know people keep asking me how i got involved what what was the, the genesis of it that i just did i just wake up to all the craziness or have i seen it coming you know and, you know, you could kind of go back into details and, and, and kind of unfold it. Um, and every time I talk about it, I remember other things, you know, like you start going, oh, yeah, I remember that was a moment, you know. Right. Um, so we've all seen it. I, I know I got off of Facebook in the 2015 and the coming that coming election because people just all of a sudden went crazy. Right. And I tell people I got off because I don't want to go to work and see my friends or people that I care about fighting me on Facebook right. or their opinions, I'd rather not know. Right. So I took that approach and I was a union leader at Disney, um, shop stored and a little bit more involved in, in decision-making and, and, and planning and stuff like that. And I kind of got along, you know, went along to get along kind of thing. You right. just, I, I saw the greater good. I was fighting for good things. And, you know, at the, at the one end, I'm, um, I really believe in, in, in free market capitalism, but I also see the abuses of it. Right. And and that abuses fuels the other side to fight for ridiculous things and for a Marxist thing. So I felt the greater good is to, to bring balance in here because I want it to be a win win. Right. I want businesses to win. I want workers to win. I want to find a nice balance to keep it all going. So I was involved in all that. But as I saw these Marxist ideologies uh, coming in. I remember being at the at the Union Hall and working uh, to feed people during the pandemic. And we started out with 200 families. We exploded to thousands of families and seeing all my friends in line from from the community and everywhere. It was it was good to be a part of that. Right. But I remember, you know, I traveled. My wife is from Vietnam. I traveled to Vietnam for, for months at a time and seeing all the posters everywhere, the communist posters. And then I saw in the garage all the communist posters with our union and I'm thinking something's wrong right. you know like like at that point I'm 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 have, I'm starting to have conflicts you know because I'm just focused on a worker's rights and safety and yet I'm seeing the messaging right. and clearly somebody just didn't come up with that there's a connection um so that 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 was that that was something bothersome that I put in the back of my mind and I kept fighting for things I knew needed to be done right so when the mandates came uh, the day that I got the call from union leadership, because I'm, I'm an important part of that decision-making, I was the sole conservative mind wow. um, at the top of the food chain there. Right. They reached out to me and I said, well, I knew this is coming and it's a train that can't be stopped. I don't see what I could do against it. Uh, but for all these reasons, I'm against it, right? right? 
The next day, my wife tested positive for COVID. A few days later, I would test positive for COVID. As I dug back into the data, I ended up because of pre-existing conditions going to the emergency room, um, sitting there for seven hours. My heart was exploding for six. Then I had to wait another seven. They did a, a COVID test. I tested positive. I got an emergency room. The doctor was really nice guy, comes in, really concerned with your pre-existing conditions. You're in trouble. Uh, over the next 10 days, I need you to take Tylenol. Go home. Watch your oxygen when you go into crisis. It's almost like you're going to go into crisis. Wow. Come back, and we're going to try to work on you then. And I'm thinking, I've had family in medicine and, and all this stuff for years. And, and you go in with a positive test, 103 fever, aches and chills. They're giving you a Z-pack. They're giving you something. But right. here it was, you know, I remember walking back to my car thinking, you know, they gave me uh, uh, anti-inflammatories and steroids to get my heart rate down. Right. Uh, and they said, that's what was going on. It was, a, it was a COVID, but walking to my car, I thought I'd never heard of anybody, somebody so sick. And they just tell you to go home and walk and go into crisis. Right. When, we, when you're ready for the ICU, we're here to help. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Right. So two days later, as I was digging through data, you know, rehashing what's going on and, and, and what treatments were out there. I finally got a hold of my doctor who was overwhelmed at the time. He got me ivermectin. Two hours later, our chest was open. My wife's cough subsided. The next day, we got the steroids, the erythromycin, the Z-Pak. Right. Two days later, we were fine. Right. As I dug into the data, as I dug into that experience, as I looked at and I, and I discovered the frontline doctors, which yeah. I didn't know about. Wow. Yeah. Pierre Corey, who went before the Senate in December 2020, right. told him your protocols in the hospital are killing people. Right. And here's the results. And then I followed what was happening. I, I the light went off in my head. They're killing people. Right. It's mass murder. It's yes. it's mass murder. So now I'm thinking, this can't be. But it it obviously is. It's mass murder. Right. And then I had people. You know, when I got back to work. People are quietly whispering in my ear because they, you know, I've gained their trust. I fought for people right. for years. Nick, what are you doing? It's like I'm doing nothing. I just got over COVID. I don't need this shot. We're scared. What do we do? There's nobody else here, and everybody, even in one location, thinks I'm isolated. I'm all by myself. Right. Nobody to talk to, and I discovered there were so many of us. <laughs> exactly. So I decided to take a stand, write an op-ed. I didn't know where it was going to go. And I had teams of people join me as uh, here locally, we have a, a, a conservative uh, constitutional group right. fighting for freedom, CCDF, County uh, Defending Freedom. Uh, Steve Maxwell from the group said, uh, we're going to we're going to we're going to support you. And he got, you know, in two days, he, he, he provided resources and. We got a website up. We, right. we got some some. We got some legal counsel. We you know went forward, and that was the beginning of the process of just standing up by right. myself to speak for people who couldn't speak for themselves, and also realizing they're they're mass killing people and looking at the bigger picture. Like, why are they doing this? Right. Why is it you know why is it so obvious? Why is ivermectin being touted as a anti dewormer? when it won a Nobel prize, it may be off label, but it's a, it won a Nobel prize and it's super cheap and it's right. worth it. Well, that's why. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Peru, Peru death rates dropped like a rock 13 times. And then the death rates exploded again when they took the ivermectin away. It happened right. in India. It, it's happening all over the world. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that in a nutshell, that's the genesis of it. Yeah, well, that's the biggest crime against humanity uh, of all of this. There's plenty of them to go around, in my opinion. But the biggest one was holding back hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin when they knew that it worked from the very beginning. And like you said, the, the truth is the protocol, what happened to you at the hospital, I, I'm just glad it did because the protocol with remdesivir and, and intubating people is a death sentence for many. And, uh, but, they, but they still in the hospital wouldn't give you ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine even at the hospital, which, was, which happened in New York too with many people. It's still happening here. It, it, it makes no sense. And it, it does make you pause and say, what is going on? And, and how many people have to be in on it? Because all these doctors and nurses, and they know too, everyone knows at this point if they want to, what, what do you make of, of the doctors and nurses and, um, you know, even, even the CDC, I'm sure you know, they've decided that if you have any side effects or die within 14 days of the vaccination, that the doctors and nurses and coroners, they have to put down that you're unvaccinated. So they're even lying on that level. What do you make of it? The, the depths of the lies is so scary. I was texting somebody from, from uh, the airline group this morning, right. and we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, and, and it's like the depth of evil and darkness. Right. It's, it's almost you don't want to look down that hole because you you don't want to believe right. people could be like this. And I think a lot of it, people are really in denial. Yeah, and even some of the medical staff down the food chain are in denial. But I think it doesn't take much to see how bad this really is. Right. Um. It, it it's just it's mind blowing. It's right. mind blowing when you get red pilled and yeah. you see you see how bad this is. Yeah. And you brought up something earlier that I just want to say, I say a lot to people because people don't want to look at the evil. I was very into this, this uh, writer that wrote the um, Eichmann in Jerusalem, the banality of evil about Adolf Eichmann and how even at the very end, being the architect of the trains and, and having so much, having done so much evil, he said he was just following orders and that was his defense, which we have a lot of that going on right now. I feel like in the medical profession and the media, and all of this, but it really is no excuse when we're dealing with mass, uh, like life and death on a mass scale, and um, they're still doing that. And I, I, I can't believe it. But you're you're living proof that they could have given you something that would have made you better immediately, and chose not to at a hospital. And uh, again, I don't. I think these people are going to have the same fate. They are not. They're not innocent. Following orders is no excuse for violating your oath you're supposed to take. And, and I'm assuming that, um, so what now is happening on the front lines at, at Disney and stuff? Are they mandating? Mel, Mel if, I could, if I could backtrack there. Yeah, go ahead. One, one thing that's really, you know, by standing out and being a voice, and now I'm getting letters from all over the country, some right. from even overseas, yeah. I'm meeting people, you know, as I go to speak at commissioner's offices, as I get involved, and the heartbreak of all the stories I'm hearing and, and all the incoming of people that one gen, one young man had his dad uh, six days in the ICU and he was begging for the ivermectin and they refused to give it to him and they let him die. Right. Like they didn't have another answer, but they rather let people die. And, and one lady, her husband, she took her husband in. He wasn't feeling good. He was coughing, but, but he was okay. Took him to the hospital. The next thing you know, she couldn't go in. Right. He gets put on a ventilator and he's dead. Right. This yeah, is, I hear a lot of this too. Yeah, it's and, unbelievable. And, and you're hearing this thing and you're getting infuriated and you're hearing these stories and yet people are just kind of putting these blinders on going, I don't want to see this. I don't want to believe it. And they're killing people and they're killing people right. and it's just frustrating to watch. Yeah. 
as we, oh, as, but yeah, but we have the- to we have to look at history because what I always say is, yeah, six million people died in in the concentration camps, but a million people worked there, you know. And and I hate to say it that way, but it's a fact. And it was only seventy years ago. But we have a situation right now where doctors and nurses and and healthcare professionals are making choices that are are deadly, and and it's in a mass scale. And like you're saying, I get so many emails and, and all of that, too. And I think it's just people don't want to look at the possibility that evil is being done before our eyes. And uh, it's that Mark Twain. It's easier to con somebody than to convince them they've been conned. But what we're dealing with now is see. So on your from your point of view, after going through it, having COVID, dealing with all these people, being the the, the voice out there, are you seeing any um like more uh, people waking up to what is going on and, and rejecting and fighting back. I mean, we, I, we need I'm, more of that. I see, I see two things happening. I see right. as, as the pressure builds, people are caving. Right. Um, there's a lot of people at Disney getting the shot. They don't want to, they're apologetic. Yeah. Uh, they, they're just caving. And, and, you know, I ha- I'm in a better situation and I, and I can't imagine, you know, having three kids at home, not having any savings, not, you know, right. being, you know, I, I sympathize, right. but I also know a lot of people are caving out of fear. Right. Uh, people are, are, are scared. Um, at the same time, I do see people, I, I see people that are in the fight are digging in. Right. And I'm happy about that. And that's what they're forcing. They're, they're forcing us to dig in. I do think there's a lot more people waking up than we're realizing, but they're still being silent. And that's a, that's a real shame. Um, I, what I was really surprised, I was work yesterday and a lady that I know, great lady, she's fully vaccinated. And she just came out in the open when everybody was sitting around and saying, man, all these people are having strokes and I think it's the vaccines. And she says, ever since I got mine, I'm not feeling good. Right. And, and, and you, and everybody's face was, were blank. They were just looking at their blank and everybody knows in the fight I'm in. And so that was an interesting thing. And I took that as the beginning of something. Yeah. The beginning of something. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's terrible to be hopeful about something so bad. But at the same time, it's, it's positive that people are going to wake up to this. And then all I could think about is I had to pull this person aside and say, listen, you need to start detoxing. Right. There are things out there that people are doing to help your situation. You made this decision, but if you're coming to these conclusions now, we need to do something. And I think that needs to be part of our messaging right. to help people. Because like you said, Mark Twain's comment, it's harder to wake people up that have been deceived. Right. And, and we need to be helping them with, you know, hey, there are things you can now actively and proactively do to help your situation and right. to help other people. And I think that's a message that they can share with each other as they transition out of, I made a bad decision. Right, and I'm finding a lot of that too, people with true uh, regret and remorse and, and a lot of different kinds of things. People are having cognitive problems, people are having heart problems. We know about the, um, the micro blood clots. I mean, all kinds of things are going wrong. This was really rushed, but um, I am glad that you're, you're seeing people starting to be braver and speak out. I'm, I'm sure so many people are in silence full of, Fear. I was reading an article. It was all about like th- this waiting game that we're in the middle of. Like, are we, because I deal with so many, you do too. Um, we're both out there fighting the good fight. I deal with a lot of doctors that are very, very concerned um, about the side effects, long-term, short-term, and the amount of d- deaths that have been hidden and covered up as unvaccinated that are vaccinated. 
So now we have a thing going on, at least in New York City, which everyone should be paying attention to. It is real and it is scary where you have to show your QR code to go in anywhere public. And uh, you really can't, you can't go in a salon, you can't go in a store, you can't go in a restaurant, any, a lot of this is going on and it's causing segregation here. Um, only 26% of the black uh, community in New York City is, is, um, is uh, jabbed. And uh, it's called, it's very obvious. And what the restaurants that survived and the places that survived the 18 month lockdown are getting hit again and they have to ask people for their papers. Uh, is this happening yet down at Disney and, and Disney properties where they have to prove that they're vaccinated? They are, they are now pressuring us to upload our vaccination cards. There's a third party uh, involved yeah. in that. And when you read their privacy for the third party, they basically, hey, we get to keep your data as long as we need. Right. We get to share it with people who we feel are affiliated to us, right. which means, you know, that the amazing thing about all this is there's so many loopholes now. Right. And they've yeah. exploited all of them. And HIPAA is no longer HIPAA. No. HIPAA, mean, HIPAA means emergency. And then we share it with these people so that right. we are in compliance and they share it with other people who they may be in negotiate. It's just it's it's just insanity. Yeah. Um, at for, fortunately, we're in Florida, the free state of Florida. I like, oh, thank it. God. And uh, that 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 has some benefits to it. Um, but they are already the pressures building. Yeah. And, 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 and a lot of people, like I say, are caving, but they, the pressure is coming. Yeah. Um, we now have a legal team. Uh, we're not ready to disclose that legal team. That's they are right. hammering out working agreements right now. Um, but I think we have a uh, we have a very smart team. Great. And we have a very smart strategy. Good. And, and unfortunately, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm just a, a simple guy that thinks we should be able to fight this on the merits. It doesn't make any sense. Right. You, but but you can't even get it past certain judges because of no. biased. Uh, I'm hearing around the country. These judges are wa watching two news channels or one news channel. Right. So they think they're doing the right thing. And then you have political activism and you have all these things. And none right. of this should make any sense. And and I was I did an interview the other day and they said they asked me, to, you know, at the end of the program, I said, Nick, look into a crystal ball. And what do you see? And I said, I see that we're going to win against these mandates. This yeah. is my gut feeling. Me too. But I think we need to not lay down and think everything's going to be okay after this because we need to clean this up. We can't yeah. ever allow ourselves. The other side is going to be twice as mad. Right. And they're going to fight with with with, with spit, you know, bitterness and fury. Right. And and we need, you know, and it almost reminded me of for those of us with religious, with, with convictions as a Christian, yeah. when, you know, prior to Trump, we felt like, man, we're about to be squeezed out. Right. And when he came, whether we agreed, whether people agreed with him or not, right. we had a breath of fresh air where we felt religious freedom, you know, and we had a breath of fresh air and we all laid down our arms. Yeah. And I don't mean physically. I mean, just in, yeah. in, a, in a metaphorically sense, we kind of laid down our fight and said, OK, we're OK we're going to be okay. And then look what happened, right? We get blindsided and we're not okay. And, and, and they're in the, in the whole Marxist intersexuality, intersectionality of the whole thing, Christian white right. guy, they're yeah. coming for me. They're coming for me. I know me too. And, I got it. And, yeah. and, and we're going to get, a, if, if we get a reprieve here with the mandates, we need to be standing up and now building in our local communities for the greater good 
fighting for our rights back and start cleaning up these courts, start yeah. cleaning up all these people that are just, you know, political, they're, you know, they're, they're career politicians, right. they, they might, they might be, you know, they're on one side, but they're really not. They're all every, they're all there for themselves. Right. And we need to clean that up. Yeah, I think the thing that you mentioned that I think is the scariest and people really have to pay attention to is the ta track and trace aspect of this. A lot of people don't realize that not only was Microsoft involved and the Clinton Global Initiative and all these people <clears throat> and the Rothschilds in the track and trace software build out, but it was done before the vaccine, the track and trace. And um, what you're talking about, I say to people, it's one thing if you want to get the vaccine or this and that, that's your choice. But I say, if you download these track and trace apps, because like you said, it's a third party. Well, I dug into the third party that's doing the one in New York and, and California and New York are together. And I, at the very bottom of that is Microsoft and the World Economic Forum and all the people behind the Great Reset. And that is really what it's about. But the track and trace is very, very um, dangerous because like you're saying, they have all this AI stuff, you know, you're at Disney, how advanced a lot of this stuff is, but it's for, it's for, it's being turned on we, the people and it's monitoring us. And I did a whole show with um, a really a great guy talking about that. The Patriot Act was written uh, two years before 9-11, but the Patriot Act has now because of the great reset and the globalist, uh, I believe, full on theft of our election and now the the overtaking by these communist globalists of our country. Uh, the track and trace thing is being used to tra track down people that didn't even commit crimes and uh, and they have full surveillance on you. And what you said is really important. They're sharing your data with God knows who. But the problem is our agencies have turned on we the people. I don't feel good about the FBI. I've never felt good about the CIA. I think they're communists in America and they've always been. And, uh, and, and now we have even law enforcement. It's a very scary time and, and giving them more power and tools. Like you said, you went off Facebook. A lot of people don't know DARPA created Facebook. Uh, it was called LifeLog and they switched it to Facebook. And that the whole point of Facebook was for us to willingly give basically the government all of our information. Well, now people are doing that on their phone under the guise of proving that they're vaccinated when I don't think it has anything to do with vaccines, the track and trace. I think it has to do with full on surveillance of, the, of our sovereign, taking away our sovereignty as humans on this planet. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with you. And, 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 and part of the, the PSYOP, I would call it a social engineering. Right. They've been breaking us in, up into all these subtribes. Right. right? It's, it's racial. It's vaccinated, unvaccinated. They right. just keep splintering us and we keep falling for it as a people. And all it would take is everybody to stand up together and go, no, we had enough. Right. It, right. it, would, be, it would be peaceful, right? We had enough. Yeah. As and, simple as united we stand, divided we fall. You know, right. remember right. that old saying? And it's right. true. And it's been by design. I mean, you're seeing it. it. You're even though you're in um, Disney World and, and that world, you still see it. Um, it's happened for a long time. It happened a long time ago. I was in Hollywood for 16 years when they started with all of this a long time ago, where it was it started being div divisive in terms of who was hired and who was, you know, why they were hiring. It wasn't about talent or earning it or anything. It was about filling holes. And now we got this whole equity thing with uh, where people merit is going out the window talent is going out the window uh achievement out the window and it's like they want us to be like the whole 
COVID thing was about getting rid of the middle class and anyone that's an entrepreneur, or creative, or in, has ingenuity and having just like this one group that's going to live off the government and, and be very equity based, that's a race to the bottom, and then the elite, and then people like us in the middle, if we don't stand up, they don't have much use for us at this point. That's why what you're doing and how you're organizing is super important right now. And also finding like-minded folks, like you started your group. Um, we got to do that all over the country. And again, people have to remember the election wasn't stolen from Donald Trump. It was stolen from us. We, the people, me and you, our voices, they chose what, what was going to happen for us, this oligarchy in DC. But um, you brought up something important, which is we have judges and prosecutors and city council members and school board members that uh, also should not be there. And I think it's really important that local groups like yours really start vetting who's who's running our, our, our towns and our local communities. That's that's a really important aspect of organizing like you are. And, and Mel, I was gonna I was gonna backtrack. I just saw a video coming out of Australia uh, oh. recently. I don't know if you saw the video where they knock on the guy's door and they have pictures of all his Facebook posts and they want to question him about what he was posting. Can you on, imagine? Yeah, like like that's the thing. And the guy's like totally like, are you kidding me? Right. You're here to ask me about what I put on public, you know, and right. I was at a rally and, and legal rally. And and that's what it's coming to. And yeah. people people don't realize it. And I, and I posted something about I think Facebook blocked uh, all the Australian news. It wasn't going to be reposted for the government and stuff. And when I posted that, I had some nice people I know commenting, well, I don't want to know about that stuff. I just want to hear about my friends. I There's enough of the news out there. And I'm thinking, where, what? No. Where's your head at? I don't Where's know. At? Our country, we, we, they have made us so complacent, complacent. They have basically gotten us so comfortable, so dependent. Right. All right. the freedoms we had that we fought for wasn't done by us. And no. they've enjoyed all that. And they think that this just happens magically. No, that's no. the worst part is the apathy. It's always the ap apathetic people that are the biggest problem, the ones that don't care till it's in their backyards. But I don't understand how they don't get that it's in their backyard already, just looking at their border and uh, and what's going on all over um, this country with the mandates, because now we're going to have shortages. Now, now, a lot of military don't want to get it. So a lot of nurses and doctors don't want to get it. A lot of, uh, you know, about the pilots and the transportation people. This is a, and then, you know, what's going on with our, our ports is an organized crisis waiting to happen to our supply chain. But um, people need to realize it is in our backyards already. It's not, it's not coming. <laughs> and, and, and people, I, I, I love when you hear all the talking heads on news, even like Fox News, and they, right. oh, they're going to pay for it at the polls, and, and they don't care. They don't care. It's not, they, what, what people no. need to realize at this point, what's so obvious is it's not about re-election. It's no. about destruction of our society as fast as possible. Right. That, that elections and all this stuff is not going to matter anymore. Right. And and and, and we're, th that's it. When they're defunding the police in the city, they know what they're doing. Of course. They're creating chaos. Yeah. What do you think they're going to do next? 
They're going to wait till people are so desperate, then they're going to move in their own police force. Exactly. That's exactly what we're headed for. It is what we're headed for. And that's why we need to organize and be brave and be out there and keep speaking no matter who tries to silence us. Because like you said, and I've always, uh, always been of the thought, if I was in Nazi Germany and they were telling me to get on a train, I would have hoped that I would have fought back. Well, it's not that different where we are. And you said something really important, which is, They've dumbed down America so much that people don't realize that this playbook has been played multiple times by the same people, quite honestly. But in Maoist China, Stalin's um, Stalin's Russia, Hitler's Germany, uh, all these color revolutions that are orchestrated by the same people at the top, usually with George Soros's money or Rockefeller's money. And uh, the Great Reset isn't a conspiracy theory. It really is what they want right here in America right now is for us to cede our sovereignty and become a nation state of literally slaves and the ultra elite uh, cesspool. And the one thing standing between that are people like you and me. But like you said earlier, I believe that we are the majority. And, and that that is something that they hide from us in the media. But, you know, when you go out and I've been all over, um, I've been following General Flynn wherever he goes. But um, also to all other smaller events, I've been to a couple of this week. And it's just kind of when people realize that they're not alone, that there is a fellowship and a a unity and that there's people that love God and country and America and our history, it really does change people. Don't you feel that when you get together in a group, it's so um, that it really does change the dynamic in a bigger way than people realize. And, I, and I, I'll share a couple of instances Great. that really opened my eyes. So when we did the rally, the last rally, we had about 250 there, right. uh, firefighters, nurses, cast members. Awesome. And what the feedback, people were there and they were like, this feels so good. I know. And it feels like God is with us and here and, 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 and they need that fellowship. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, Jeff Childers, uh, I don't know if people are familiar with Jeff Childers. He's a brilliant attorney who won the injunction in Gainesville, Florida for the city employees. Great. I suggest everybody get his uh, newsletter every day, coffee and COVID. Oh, great. Uh, you know, yeah. and, and he, and he, he wrote a great uh, op-ed about the churches, what the churches need to know about COVID. Right. And he really issues a, a, a stern warning to the pastors. Right. Because a lot of these churches are not speaking up about the elephant in the room. Right. Well, so they're going and they're getting this message, but people are like, I'm about to lose my job. I'm about right. to be forced to take something I don't want. Everybody's kind of in silence. And if their churches are not talking about it, they don't know where to go. Right. And when they get to people like minded people like ourselves in a group, they feel like, oh, my God, this is real. I'm not alone. And I remember being at a CCDF meeting and it's the end of the night and we have our stragglers there. And this one guy keeps trying to leave and he's like ex-military guy, great guy. And he's, he's trying to get plugged in. And, you know, it's the last 20 of us. And he keeps walking out the door and coming back. And he goes, this just feels so good to be with like people. I don't want to leave. Right. You know, right. like I, I want I want to suck the marrow out of this thing. Yeah. And, and you know, so that's that's the importance about doing these things. Right. And when one person and, and pivoting to the airline workers, um, yeah. what's amazing is I'm being plugged in with all these people. It's that's like amazing. this grassroots underground system building. Yeah. Say, hey, Nick, I need to put you in touch with this person. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden I'm in I'm, I'm, I'm in communication with this person and that whole this whole. You know, I heard Saki, Saki, whatever her, the, yeah. the, the Circle back. Yeah. Spoke, right. Yesterday talking about Southwest, it's, right. it, it had nothing to do with, with anything about mandates. Oh my well, God. I, I can tell you, I'm in touch with a handful of people 
who started the whole thing. Right. I know. It's absolutely about the mandates. Right. And, and more than that, it was started by a group of people who were not only worried about the mandates, but they're worried about our country and where this right. is going. Right. And, and these are people who are real patriots who are willing to stand and stand their ground no matter what the cost. Right. And so with, with that being said, when you see the messaging is saying it's something totally different. And also all of a sudden, as as this, this is the, the, de the depths of darkness and corruption going on, all of a sudden the unions want to jump back in and control the message. I'm hearing that people that brought people in into a large group started with a handful. They're at 800,000 right now for the transportation, which includes- I don't doubt it. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're taking a stand, but there are people jumping in the group trying to silence everybody and control the message. Right, of course. Right? Yeah. So, so you know, and, and you know, there are those of us in the group trying to encourage people in that group saying, don't take it. This, yeah. is, this is about freedom of speech. This is about taking a stand. This is about freedom and, and being a citizen and letting your voices be heard. Right. And, uh, and, and you'll see things like this. So I think us in these movements, we need to be aware of that. When we see people stepping in thinking, yeah. we need to do this more quietly in a backdoor way to get what we want. No, no. way. No, because this no. is this is about our country. This is about freedom. And we just got to push past, past yeah. these people and keep talking. Yeah. And people need to educate themselves and educate others the best they can. And I think the most important thing is, is what we're saying is getting around like minded folks and, and being active. You know, too many people are sitting on the sidelines, but we know where that ends them. That just ends them uh, at, at fully um, dependent on a government that wants to control them uh, from in every aspect of their lives. I don't know if you're seeing this down there. We're having in New York, at least, a huge shortage of workers in hospitality, uh, restaurants, hotels. People are not coming back. I don't know what they're doing, but um, how is uh, it? Because Florida is very different. But how are you seeing it down there in terms of uh, the hospitality industry? Because it, it's really taken a beating. Everybody's everybody's hiring. Every right. every, every everybody's hiring. And, and everybody and Disney has hired people and put them on the shelf ready to go in certain classes because they know what's coming with the mandates. Right. I think they have slowed down. Yeah. Uh, one, because the amount of religious and medical exemptions that have piled in, they didn't anticipate. So they've sent emails out to people going, we're overloaded. Right. Keep working. But I also know there's whole pockets of community like the stewards, which are predominantly a Haitian community. Right. They've reached out to me and saying, we don't want these things no. and we feel betrayed by our churches because right. they're, they're very religious by our churches, by Disney, by the unions. Right. Um, so, but again, at the end of the day, I don't think they care. I think the whole idea is to disrupt society. Right. They know what's going to happen in the healthcare system right. and they want to break it down. There's a big part of me that thinks this is all about breaking it all down. Yeah. Um, but but there is a shortage everywhere, and I don't know what they're doing. I, I got. I, 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 it's crazy. I I just I was talking I, to somebody yesterday. She can't get her and her husband have a restaurant. They uh they had to get let people go. First of all, there is no there is no mandate. It was a press conference. People have to right. know that OSHA put out nothing, and they're not really the constitutional anyway. But there is really no mandate. So anyone that's firing any of their employees right now, do so at your own risk. Um, another thing you brought up, you brought up that lawyer. And I've also talked to Tom Renz, who also is recruiting other lawyers. We need more lawyers to go out there and fight back, too. 
Um, and uh, and yeah, law- lawyers out there, this is the time to redeem yourselves, right? <laughs> exactly. All the bad jokes. You no, know, it's true. It's true. Jokes. Lawyers <laughs> and also these doctors yeah. and nurses that are losing their jobs. They need to find alternative ways. Teachers, we lost a lot of teachers, but I agree with you 100%, but I still believe that there's way more of us than them and the media and Saki and all these people are complicit in making us feel isolated and alone, like using their old conspiracy theory thing. You are 100% correct. And I I, I think a lot of people um, really need to take a, a, a lesson from what you're saying here. Uh, one of you can change a whole community, which you've been doing and you have in a lot of ways. And then more people get involved and more people. And you're saying people are reaching out for, to you from communities you didn't even expect uh, asking for this. And that's what happens when you put yourself out there. Um, I know it's scary because everyone that speaks the truth now gets attacked. I mean, uh, you know, we have great patriots in Washington, D.C., in jail that are for wrong think and because uh, they believe that the election was fraudulent, which it was. And uh, they're being held without charges for six months and they didn't even do anything violent. It's, it's a it's a threat to all of us. So I'm really, really excited for what you're doing, Nick, and being brave. And luckily you're in Florida where you can, you're can still somewhat free. Um, now, what advice do you have for anyone out there before we go that uh, is feeling like they uh, they want to get involved and they don't know where to start or how to do that? I, I would first start with us um, on, on a you know, small scale. Yeah, we have a we have a website called goofyvaccine.com. You could read my op-ed. It's the shortened version. That's great. Right? We'll put it in the description too. That's great. Yeah. Cool. We have uh, if you go to the jobs tab uh, down there, we have for for religious exemptions and mandates with Liberty Council. Right. Uh, just to give you some information, we also have a job posting site that we didn't create, but we're we're facilitating. Uh, for people that are going to be looking for jobs if they're losing their jobs due to mandates. Right. Uh, and we set up a legal defense fund. Oh, great. Uh, we have seed money already. Nice. Uh, this oh, is going wow. to be a big battle. And we're hoping to expand it beyond just Disney. Um, so there, if you send me, join in the newsletter, I'll send you back information. Cool. Um, but at the same time, I want to say it's really exciting to, you know, for so long, many of us who felt things were going in the wrong direction, we, we were quiet. Right. We're hoping it goes away. We realize it's not. And there's this oppressive spirit. This is a yeah. oppression going on. Yeah. When you when you boldly start speaking up, there's a freedom that comes in. And as a Christian, a yeah. spiritual thing that just really you go from uh, Jeff Childers uses the word go, you, you know, from Revelation, you're no longer lukewarm. And there there is an empowerment that goes there. Yeah, there is. There is a concern because, you know, you put your neck out. Yeah. But. I mean, for me as a Christian, life doesn't end here, so I'm not worried anymore. You you stop being scared of death. You start being scared of, of, of your own safety. Right. And you join a bigger cause. And our bigger cause is for our country, for our freedom, for each other. This is what it means to love your neighbors, even yeah. the neighbors who don't agree with you, who are too selfish, dumb, blind. Brainwashed. Brainwashed. Indoctrinated. Whatever it is, uh, they'll, they'll appreciate us later. Yeah. And- and, and people, are, you know, I have people that are disagreeing with me that are now coming around saying, thank you. I respect what you're doing. I don't fully get it, but I respect what you're doing. Um, and, I, and I think you'll see people begin to, to, to take a stand. So stand where you are. You know, everybody's being led for such a time as this. Right. Everybody has a place to stand and you can be peaceful about it, but you need to be firm and honest and, and vocal about it. Right. 
And when you do, you'll be surprised. Just like my my transportation people who shared with me, it was there was less than a handful of people that joined, that started it, and now they're eight hundred thousand strong. He says, "I had no idea." Yeah, um, and, that's what and, we got to do. Yeah, that's what we got to do, and we just keep need to networking and supporting each other. Um, the airlines have the freedom; they have a, a website. Uh, if you, if you, I'll, I'll I'll add it to my newsletter, but Great. it's free, Freedom Flyers. Uh, yeah. dot com and uh, join in and start supporting each other all over the country. And, and another thing I will say, we need to support each other financially as well. Right. Find the groups that you know that are doing the work yeah. um, and, and get behind them. The, you know, the Thomas Renz, the Jeff Childers. Yes, exactly. Uh, Children's Health Defense. Right. Uh, us and, and yeah. get behind them because they need your, your, your money. And, and somebody put it this way. You know, when you look at your, your bills every month that you pay, your phone bill, your, right. your, your cable bill, you need to add freedom to that bill you pay every month. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it costs a lot of money to fight, fight a tyrannical government and, and the way that they use lawfare and the courts and, and how many uh, prosecutors and judges are compromised. It's, it's not an easy battle, but it's a battle. Like you said, I believe God wins this. I believe that we are in a good versus evil uh, God versus Satan situation and a God of course wins, but we have to fight on the front lines with God and, um, for country. And it's not just America, it's worldwide. This is a worldwide situation. Uh, this is humanity's chance. These people want this great reset, but we want the great awakening. And on the other side of this, if we achieve what we all are hoping for, which is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness as intended by God, Wow, what what we can do when we're all eyes open and can look at our country and and look at all the barren land and the abandoned farms and the abandoned warehouses and all that and refill it with product and people and really love our country and our states and our local communities back to thriving, healthy democracy and, and uh, well, we're a constitutional republic. But on the other side, all of our work is going to be worth it. Uh, I truly believe that America's best days are ahead because we're going to clean out a lot of this. But um, thank you for being a leader, Nick. You are being a true leader. And um, I want everyone to visit you. Everyone can do what you're doing if they just um, take the first step. So uh, thank you so much for coming. Please come back and update us when anything okay. happens. And Mel, can I say one more thing? Sure. I read I read on a Facebook post. God is in control, but he doesn't expect you to lean on a shovel and pray for a hole. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly yeah, yeah. the truth. And that's going to be uh, something I'll use too. And you're not, you're not waiting and I'm not either. Uh, God bless you, Nick. And God we will see you, you next Thank time. You. And I'll Thank share you. all your uh, links. Thanks okay. a lot. Bye-bye.